Brodo fam, before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Last week was a crazy week in football, but somehow that was not the worst thing that I saw on television last week. The new episode of Dexter... Was hardcore trash. Yeah, I don't agree. It was the one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever watched. Yeah, that's not true. Please. Like, yo. You've obviously never watched the recent seasons of American Horror Story. No, I haven't. But look, it, it reminded me of Your Honor. Have you guys ever watched Your Honor on Showtime? No. No, because the of you. Most, the worst show of all time. And who? They, nah, Tim, bro, <laughs> this, I don't even know if it's their most recent season, but. Or two seasons ago, American Horror Story. Dude, I gave up on that shit in five minutes. Legit, I watched five minutes. I was like, this is the worst television I've ever seen. You need to watch it. It's like some dumbass and like there's like a fucking UFO that crashes into Earth or something. There's like an apocalypse and there's like this dumbass person who only cares about getting famous on Instagram while it's all happening. I was like, oh my, what? It sounds intriguing. (laughs) like, no. No. Look, oh, sounds Dexter, like a, a look, good Black Mirror episode. There were parts of Dexter where I was like, this acting Horrible. is not great. Horrible. And like the CGI deer is so clearly CGI. It was the worst. It, it looked like a, it looked like one of my students who I'm currently teaching coding to you made that like, deer. Oh, let's go. Over the last like 10 minutes. Of course, because it's Dexter and I love yeah, that show. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, I agree that it wasn't a great first episode, but it wasn't the worst television. And Michael C. Hall is the man. Yeah, he was good. Everything was just so obvious, though. I agree, but it was the first episode. Well, I, uh, I didn't really think that was what was going to happen to end the episode, but Duh, Jason you, hasn't seen it yet. You didn't? No, yeah. I didn't think it was... Duh, though. I didn't... Duh. Well, I, I can't say... I don't want to... I don't want to give any spoilers. Or for people who haven't listened. What, I'll Rick killed a guy. I'll say this. <laughs> the scene in the bathroom. That yeah. guy's just going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was stupid, Get too. the fuck out of here. I know, I know, yeah. Come on, man. No, I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm not giving up hope on it. Is all I'm one other awful there's guy. One, there's also a douchebag on that show that's just so aggressively so douchey. douchey. Uh. Like, he's aggressively fake douchey. There's no... And he has no emotion on his face. It's the worst. He's the worst actor. Welcome ever to part duh. Yeah, welcome to part duh. Guys, I'm a, I'm, a big, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. Like, we all know his original work is the best. But, like, even the stuff that's coming out on Netflix now, like, I'll watch it. Like, Sandy Wexler was pretty good. Hubie Halloween is pretty good for Hubie a Halloween, Halloween was fire. <laughs> yeah. But there's one. It's, like, seen Sandy the Wexler. night before or some shit where it's, like, his daughter and Chris Rock's son are getting married. 
guys, my parents will watch any movie and tell you it's the best movie of all time. Yo, it's true. They call me like once a week <laughs> and tell me about how I need to watch a movie. Yo, my dad bad. is forced to watch so many rom-coms with my mom. It's hilarious sometimes. <laughs> guys, this He'll one. He'll be like, can we, can we just not watch a rom-com tonight? <laughs> <laughs> guys, this movie I'm talking about, 30 minutes in, me and my parents all looked at each other like, we, we can't watch anymore. Wow, if, if mom and dad yeah. didn't like a movie, it must have been trash. So bad. Like, you could tell where the jokes were. <laughs> they were just so not funny. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like, what I was can't the other one? this even happens. Oh, Isaiah Ford is out. Yeah. Taking down at the tent. The other one, the Meyerowitz stories, I think it was called or something, that we also couldn't get through. After, like, oh, 20 minutes, we turned it off. Oh, really? Maybe that's why I don't remember. Well, all I'm saying yeah. is Dexter. Isn't, like, Ben Stiller in that? De- I think. Dexter better pick it up because I'm sick and tired of these new agey things. And do you know, like the very beginning, how like the name of the episode was in the snow as he was driving. Fuck out of here! <laughs> Fuck out of here! <laughs> All right, now you're now you're just nitpicking. No bro. man, it's the that's... name of the episode. No, Get over it. it's Dexter. They didn't play the the theme, man. No, it's, it's new though. It's Dexter. But it's it's Dexter New Blood. So it's like season one, episode I looked, one. I looked up so the writer of episode one. The writer of episode one wrote four episodes of Dexter in the past. The guess, trash episode? Guess what he's done since then? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing! And it shows. I just scared nothing. Michael a little bit when I scared him. Michael just jumped <laughs> back a little bit when I scared <laughs> You've done we nothing! Turn this I invented a... the piano key necktie. <laughs> I invented it. Do you know what we invented? You've done nothing! The Brodo Fantasy app. Boom! Boom Transitions, baby! baby. Boom. Download the, fa- the free... The Brodo app, baby! <laughs> <laughs> We're done. That's it. No second preview. That's all uh, we needed. Jason just, what a, took, Jason just took it too far. What a world. <laughs> Durham's, oh, yo, Jason, <laughs> Adam Shaheen is totally shitting all yeah, over Yeah, what your, the fuck, your Durham man? Spike. I was right. Yeah. Like, I was right, but I wasn't. This process. The process. Process over results. Download the fantasy football. Andre Stevenson was a good play oh as a healthy gosh. touch. Right? He was. <laughs> well, his so his backup was. All right, let him, let him talk it's, about the app. It's the same. It's the same difference as Jason. Sim it down. Sim it down. One of the reasons why we predicted Brandon Bolden's <laughs> slash Ramondre Stevenson esque breakout game is because of the stats that we got in the in the completely one hundred percent free fantasy football Barbaro app. Download the app today to get fantasy player cards, a start sit tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, advanced stats, game logs, points over average, graph making tools. And exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and our newest stat, points over average, that not only gives you a player's a team against all the tight ends, it tells you how many points over the average score of the tight ends that the team faced. So, for example, the Jets give up 15 points to Travis Kelsey. Now they've given up 15 points to a tight end. That looks really bad. But it's Travis Kelsey that's actually just an re- average game for him. This adjusts for that. Particularly for tight ends, because the tight end landscape is so wide. And I think for all positions, but tight end the most, this is one of those tools that really helps you stream tight ends, really helps you stream quarterbacks. Go find it now, free, on the Brodo, on the on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. And the reason why it's free is because of our lovely, lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash broto fantasy join today to support the show and the app but also to get access to a bunch of cool shit uh the the coolest shit that we have is 
Definitely the Discord. Uh, everyone in the Discord has become close friends. We give each other advice. We we talk out uh, trades. Like today, I just I got asked about like ten trades. <clears throat> so it's it's awesome talking fantasy all the time. You get the extra episode, which is really the most important thing. The waiver wire episode that comes out every Tuesday that gives you the lowdown on who you should be picking up, particularly Michael and Jason. They don't when they do this show because I'm not on that show because I'm a I'm the sixth grade grade team leader and I have my grade team meeting that day. Um, when Michael and Jason do the show, uh, they don't just rely on who is on the Fantasy Pearls website. They give you deeper sleepers. They give you guys that they think you should pick up in advance. And there has been a few guys that they have recommended in advance that has saved people tremendous. Amounts of fab. Um, Damian Williams. I mean, not Damian Williams. Uh, Daryl Williams. Uh, is the is, Just comes to my mind off the top of my head. And there's so many more. So definitely check that Chuba. out. Chuba Hubbard. Firemuth. Yeah, Firemuth. They, they told you to pick up three weeks ago. So th- these are just the type of things that you will get and to give you an advantage. Because if you're starting, if you were starting all those three guys last week, you had a great week. Um, but with that being said, oh, where am I? Uh, oh, yeah. The DFS Optimizer. If you join, the DFS, DFS, DFS Optimizer has been cashing out in big tournaments. You're going to get your money back with the DFS Optimizer. And you heard our FanDuel deal earlier. Use our FanDuel deal. Use the DFS Optimizer. There you go. Free money. Free money from Brodo. And the only way to do that is to join us. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. With that being said, you guys ready for part two? Let's get part two. Right part two. Part two. Part two. For those of you listening right now, part two. Um, definitely is the most listened to of the episodes. We don't know what the why that's the dynamic, but if you we want, do know why, and we have this conversation every time. Yeah, What's you happening? We have to announce it every time, and we know why. Why? Because it plays first. It plays first, and not everyone has time to listen to both, or they're just an auto play on the second. They listen to the first, then go back to the second. Correct. If you want to go listen to the first one, Bucks at Washington, Saints at Titans, Falcons at Cowboys, Browns at Pats, Bills at Jets, J- 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 Jags at Colts, and Lions at Steelers are what we have in store. Let's go over to the first game, the Vikings at the Chargers. I want to start with the man, the myth, the legend. Last five weeks, this guy has gotten five targets and two receptions in every game. Had a big reception that kind of saved his his game last week, but... Really didn't. Mike Williams. Now, if you want to look at Mike Williams in the last three weeks, he's played some very tough matchups. This game against the Minnesota Vikings is not a tough matchup. Um, It's a middle-of-the-pack matchup. Wide receivers are scoring 31 points against the Vikings. That's 5.3% above average. That's the 13th best matchup. This is the game where I think Mike Williams kind of comes back on the radar and takes himself out of that bust category. Um, I think he he has a good game against the Vikings here. What say you? It's very Mike Williams upsetting. Go ahead, Jay. Has had three two catch games in a row. It's almost as if I said that already. Very upsetting. He's seen five targets, three games in a row. In a row. It's almost as if I said that already. He's had zero touchdowns, three games in a row. Tim didn't say that. I didn't say that. Has Mike Williams all this time? Have I been right? Is he, is he sham? Has he been bamboozled? Comma, in fact, comma, a do. No. 
Don't no. you dare, I reckon. The answer is no. It's coinciding with the change in his role. It's not who he was in the beginning of the season. They're making him just a deep threat again. It's true. Unfortunately. It's tough to see. And and this time around, you can't just bench him. Work. He's so, like, because there's a chance any week he could just be that person again. And then he's a wide receiver one the rest of the year. Like, so you can't bench him. He's just holding you hostage. Hostage, 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 hostage. I'm being hostage McButtersworth. I will say, I've been fortunate enough where people around him have been doing well. So I've actually had a really positive last three weeks in fantasy, but it has not been positive to watch Mike Williams in all of my lineups really like suck. Yeah. The last the last four games, he put up thirty three and a half against Cleveland. Around that, he's put up 1.6, 3.7, 2.9, and 6.8. It's ugly. Look, I don't know what's going on. Like like Jason said, he seems to be more of a downfield threat again, unlike how he was being used in the beginning of the season as more of a short to even intermediate type role. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert just had a tremendous day, and Mike Williams had no part of it. Jay, you didn't listen to the review pod, so I don't know how close you looked at last week's stats. Steven Anderson, Jared Cook, and Donald Parham were all top 12 tight ends. <laughs> they all scored a touchdown, which made them top 12 tight ends. And Mike Williams didn't in a game where Justin Herbert was damn near perfect. 356 passing yards, hardly any incompletions, over 31 fantasy points. But, like, Justin Herbert's been very up and down this year, too. This is a get-right type of game here against Minnesota, even though Minnesota's defense has been better than people think. It's just it's you can't really trust him as more than like a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three type of guy because he has so much upside, but the downside has just been way more evident lately. I think he, I think he bounces back in this one. I think Keenan Allen has a good game too. The Vikings defense has been has been susceptible to the wide receiver. I think that this is a good wide receiver matchup for them. Austin Eckler also hasn't really been Austin Eckler, but I think that I think the Chargers have a bounce back game against the Vikings. The Vikings defense. <clears throat> hasn't been good. The Chargers are well, going to be at home. Been, Eckler's been perfectly fine. He's had a couple he of off games. I guess two of the last three haven't been ideal. Right. So you don't, but it, just because he, it, they're decent still, but they're just not Austin Eckler games. Yeah. Fair enough. But I, I, I'm starting my, I'm starting my Chargers this week. I agree. Jason. Yeah, of course. All right. It just <laughs> hasn't been as great as you'd like. What about on the? Other- That's what I was saying. Mike Williams holding you hostage. What about on the other side? You got the Vikings, um, who Dalvin Cook is in a whole mess of nonsense. Uh, so there's two ways that he can handle that. He can be distracted, or he can kind of get his shit right and kind of lose himself in the in the moment. The Chargers have been a good matchup against running backs, twelfth uh, overall, so a top twelve matchup against running backs. Dalvin Cook is one of the greatest running backs on earth. I think that Dalvin Cook is going to have a bounce back game in this one. We should we should mention everything that's happening with Dalvin Cook right now. It's expected that he's going to play. Um, a little interesting caveat here with Dalvin Cook. So his issues right now are a, it's a civil suit. It's not a criminal suit. Oh, yeah, Jason the lawyer. Hashtag law school. Hashtag listen up. Well, uh, hashtag Cornell heard of it. The NFL doesn't really do stuff when there's civil suits involved. That's why 
Deshaun Watson's also dealing with a civil case. Civil means that people want money. They're not trying to put you in jail. I mean, he's he's also dealing with a criminal case too, though. So Deshaun, no, it's only a civil case that's been filed against. Are you sure? No, no, no. I'm talking about. uh, I'm talking about Watson. Deshaun Watson is 22 civil cases. And six six criminal cases. No. Oh, all right. Well, then the the NFL just sucks. (laughs) But like, he's being held out because of the Texans, not the NFL. Yeah. So who knows what's gonna happen with Cook? But right now he's playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you start him. Yeah, you start him. The show as a high end uh, RB. The 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 Chargers have been horrible in real life against the running back as well. Like they, this is not just a fantasy thing. They've been atrocious against the running back. Um, what about these wide receivers? Clint Kubiak today said that he needs to get Jeff- Justin Jefferson the ball more. Damn right he does. Yeah. Nine fucking targets through the last two games. Are you kidding me? Yeah, not good. It's making me furious. It's like they don't realize that they have Justin fucking Jefferson on their team. Gosh. I mean, it's great that he acknowledged it. And it's great that Justin Jefferson scored a long touchdown last week to give him a, a solid performance. But I just I want one. I want a fucking Justin Jefferson smash week to happen. They got to use the man. Yeah. And this is a. This is another one, another Vikings game. The Vikings have been in several games over these past few weeks that had real, uh, like, shootout potential against Baltimore. It ended up 34-31. Carolina, 34-28. The Chargers and Minnesota, this game is is perplexing to me. I could see it being, like, a 20-18 to game. I could also see it being, like, a 34-38 game. And it's a very tough matchup for quarterbacks and wide receivers against the Chargers and points over average 31st in both of those. So they've been great against the, the two. But Kirk Cousins, as we know, sometimes plays awful, sometimes seems like he's defense-proof and absolutely balls out. And I'm very interested to see because I, th- I think Justin Jefferson is going to see at least seven targets in this game. I think that does change. But we'll see how successful the Vikings are moving the ball and getting it downfield. Some of the shine has gone off Adam Thielen as well in this passing attack, which is, you know, Kirk Cousins has been great, but it's just been inconsistent passing attack. Like, I don't know. I don't if I if I had Adam Thielen, I'm playing him weekly, but his down games are just so down. I, I, I It's hard. It's hard. Here's the thing with Adam Thielen. It's a tough matchup. The. Chargers are second worst matchup in defensive points over average for receivers, for quarterbacks. They're the, they're the second worst as well. So they're not a good matchup for passing offenses. The thing with Thielen is you don't need to be great to still be like a wide receiver three. Last week he went two for six and had a touchdown. So he's wide receiver 37. Like he just He just finds the end zone. It's it's crazy. Like I I don't know what to do with the guy. It makes no sense. He has three or less catches in three of his last five games. But he just he has seven touchdowns. Yeah. In eight games. It's 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 hard because he's so, I don't know he's so boomer bust. You have to play him every week. But I got a feeling if and he the doesn't only score, prescription is more touchdowns. Oh my god! Shut your face. I've got a feeling. Uh, Some my balls. 
<laughs> Did I ever tell you that? Like we're we're we're, my, uh, we're devolving here. I'm sorry, but my uh my girlfriend Roxana thought when that song came out, she didn't understand why it was so famous because she thought it said, I got a feeling inside my balls. She's like, this is like a children's song for the Trolls movie. Like, what is happening? It's like, bro, it's Bones. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not the smartest. It's not the smartest. <laughs> Roxana is a, tends, to be, tends to be smart. So I don't know. This is, she, she, might have, she must have a brain fart. You got to be smart to be in a relationship with Jason because Jason will break out like uh, random smart things all the time. And you, need to, you need to be smart. We have a family member that was not is not smart that tried to have a conversation once with Jason and was completely flabbergasted by his entire demeanor. <laughs> but she's really she's really dumb, so that's what that's what happened there. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I learned a new word recently. You want to hear it? Sure. Excaliburs. <laughs> Actually, I forgot what it was. Pin- if I think about it, I'll say it. Pintro. Pintrust. No, I honestly I forgot what it was. I'm trying to think of it. Mantra. <laughs> Narpalipo. Mm. <laughs> it's it's that's close. I Quab. think it's Narpalipo. <laughs> like four A's. Quab. Tarsinogen. <laughs> Parsnippity. Parsnickels. Cars to Google. This is what we do when we ha- we gotta we gotta yeah we gotta chill with the mic. This is what we do. When we're not on a microphone. We need to not do For this. We went from uh, Charizard to Charmander real quick. We gotta get back to Charizard. <laughs> Ugh, fire. Um, let's go over to the to the. Uh, no wait, we're uh, we did the charges already. All right. So uh, anyone else? You guys? Oh, uh, right. The tight end, Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Tyler Conklin's basically been a. Weekly low end tight end one option at this him. point. He's taken over really from the. Uh, I don't think you gotta play him. Yeah, it depends. In this game, it's a good matchup. It, but it's like the KJ Osborne heat has dwindled down, and Tyler Conklin's basically just taken over as like third option in that passing game, and he's been good. So, and Jared Cook is just super touchdown dependent. I hate playing guys like Jared Cook, but he keeps finding the damn end zone. He just keeps doing it. I, I don't want to play Jared Cook this week. No, guys, Jared Cook, he's like the definition of boom bust. He has four. He has three tight end one games, four tight end three or worse games. That's why I can't I can't stand trusting him. Well, like I agree. He has three tight end one games, which says something. Um, Panthers at the Cardinals is our next game. Here's a fun fact you probably didn't know. DJ Moore had his second best fantasy finish of the season last week with P.J. Walker. Sorry, last year with P.J. Walker at quarterback. He was seven catches and 11 targets for 127 yards. He ended as the wide receiver nine. So now P.J. Walker in a situation where he's playing for his football life because they just signed Cam Newton. And we'll get to Cam Newton in a second and what and what kind of effect we want. To, I want to concentrate on this game is in a game where he's going to have to throw it to his best player. So I kind of like DJ Moore in this game because of that. I think him and CMC are the only two playable options on the Panthers. Uh, do you consider starting Walker in a Superflex league? Like, I can't imagine starting any other Panther besides DJ Moore and CMC. No, yeah, I'm with you. And DJ Moore, like, look, the glory days of the first three weeks where people were proclaiming, proclaiming DJ Moore as this year's Stefan Diggs and all that, First four weeks are far in the past. Um, 6.3, 8.4, 10.3, 7.9, 6.1 over the past five weeks. Not good. Just as simple as that. And a lot of it has to do with while Jacoby Brissett is down in pain. Who's the third string quarterback for Miami? Tua's coming in. 
No, two as the backup today. Yeah, yeah, well, he was the emergency backup. Looks like he's coming in. Maybe, uh, maybe Miami actually wins this game. But um, getting back on what track. What was the last time there was a Thursday night football game without a quarterback injury? Yeah, a lot of injuries in Thursday night games. Thursday night games are not a great idea. That was a strange injury. But the Cardinals are 29th against opposing quarterbacks and points over average, but eighth against wide receivers. It's a very interesting overlap there. It doesn't make much sense, but like that's that's what the stats say, and uh, that's a good thing for DJ Moore. But at this point, you play him as a wide receiver two slash three until something changes, and hopefully PJ Walker. Maybe something does change here, but. DJ Moore is someone I'd be looking to sell, man, because he also has a bye week coming up, too. But I also wouldn't want to sell him low. It's just, it's it's really being in a pickle rostering DJ Moore at the moment. And you're kind of forced into starting him. Guys, I remember the the big word that I learned recently. Uh, Here we go. Sesquipedalian. What does that mean? Sesquipedalian. It actually, it sounds like what it means. And what it means is characterized. It doesn't sound like it means anything. sounds like you just made it up. No, it it the meaning is characterized by long words, polysyllabic. So basically, to say things like like scientific journals are sesquipedalian. Yeah, like it just sounds like that's the word that would mean that, right? <laughs> Makes sense. You know what? You know what always took me for a loop? The word phonetic is not spelled phonetically. Like you gotta you gotta change <laughs> that's, that. That's next level shit. Um, the Cardinals are eighth in points. The the eighth best matchup in points over average to the wide receiver. They give up fourteen point seven percent more points to the wide receiver than is expected than is their average. I don't know, man. I think DJ Moore is a good game in this game. Um, let's go over to the other side. No DeAndre at practice. No Kyler at practice. No Ramondre at practice. Ramondre. <laughs> what? You just said no Ramondre <laughs> in practice. <laughs> Are you talking about Rondell? Rondell. No, oh, Rondell Moore practice. Excuse me. <laughs> what? I wrote Ramondre and I was like, that's weird. Oh, you got a name wrong? How weird. <laughs> um, but no Rondell Moore either. AJ Green was activated. So if you're uh if you're in like a deep dynasty league like I am and you have AJ Green, that's good news. Um, but who knows who's gonna throw to him? Kyler still might play, he might not, though. Who knows if DeAndre Hopkins is gonna play? You can never tell with these soft tissue injuries. Honestly, the position the Cardinals are in right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they held them out in this game where they're heavy favorites against a backup quarterback. So what do you do? And the Carolina Panthers, 28th in points over average against QBs, 32nd against running backs, 29th against receivers, 21st against tight ends. The Panthers' defense has been shady, one of the best defenses in the league, but they haven't shown it because Sam Darnold's been trash. Yeah, and I mean, this is why I shit all over Damian Harris last week who ended up being outside the top 24 running backs. And now, if we get another Colt McCoy-led offense, it's going to be harder to trust um, this this group of players here in Arizona. But, look, that offense is just rolling, period. Even with Colt McCoy last week, James Conner, they played two wide receiver sets the majority of the game after playing four wide receiver sets the majority of the time and, like, every other week. The fact that they could just transition that easily, completely change your offense, is absurd. Um, it makes uh makes Cliff Kingsbury look good. James Conner just put up thirty seven and a half half PPR fantasy points. Got to stay in the flames with him as the workhorse in that backfield. You one thousand percent start James Conner. There's a difference. This I hated Damian Harris last week because he's a touchdown dependent 
non-pass catching option. James Conner isn't touchdown dependent. If Chase Edmonds anymore. is out anymore. anymore, if Chase Edmonds is out, which he is, which he is, and he's gonna catch passes. So even if it is a tough matchup against Carolina, he could still be an RB one. So I'm all aboard the James Conner train. And when it comes to the receivers, I think Christian Kirk has uh has separated himself a bit. Um, over the last four weeks, 13.42, 6.6, 13, and 16. Gross. If DeAndre Hopkins... It's gross. That is Christian Kirk. Oh, okay, yeah. So good, it's good It's good numbers. Yeah, I mean, three of the last four games, 13 or more half PPR fantasy points. He's uh he's playing the most snaps. He's basically the wide receiver one when DeAndre Hopkins is out. Um, so Christian Kirk is likely a wide receiver three as well this week. But um, the things about recording earlier... In the week, like a Thursday, you don't know exactly who's going to play quarterback and such. So I hope Kyler Murray plays this week. That would be a, a nice boost for all the weapons in Arizona. And A.J. Green, I think, would have more appeal as like a flex option as well, even if it's a bad matchup on paper. For those of you who don't know, we are uh, we're starting this episode while the Thursday night football game is on. And the, the fucking Ram, uh, Ravens are currently losing th- Six three to the Dolphins. Yeah, it's absurd. It's I thought Lamar Jackson was gonna have a monster day. I was uh, Marquise Brown. I'm starting him in multiple places. Man, I, I traded Deontay Johnson for Hollywood Brown and and DJ Chark in the off season, and I, and I was, I promise you, I was sick about that trade for like, <laughs> the entire summer, and I'm very glad that worked out for me. Um, <laughs> anyone else you guys want to talk oh. about in this game? Oh, oh almost, almost dumped somebody. Hollywood reception. Hollywood just almost dumped somebody, but good play by the corner. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think, uh, oh, right. needs to get some love because he hasn't been what you wanted him to be, really, outside of that first game as a Cardinal, just 3-for-27 last week and 4-for-42 the week prior. But nine targets over that span. He had the touchdown against Houston. He's going to get targets. Um, he's going to be a playable tight end as long as he's getting targets. Let's not forget the last week was Colt McCoy and a rush-first game plan. So I'm not... Completely panicking over Zach Ertz. Panic, completely. And the tight end is typically against Carolina the best stop, the best position to attack with. I like Zach Ertz. Jason mentioned that Zach Ertz was like his tight end seventeen this week, so he's not super high in him, but playable. Did Jason mention that? He did in the first episode. Um, let's go over to the next game. Tim's memory on point. Memories. Tim remembered the Zach Ertz ranking. Oh my gosh! Shut up. Uh, Eagles at the Broncos. Uh, guys, shut, shut your mouth. I got, I got my favorite. Shut your mouth. I got my favorite defense of the week this week. It's the Eagles. Eagles. If you didn't know, I the, miss Scrubs. I gotta the, watch Scrubs again. The Broncos will be missing three starting O linemen in this Yahtzee. game. De- sleeper defense of the week is Philly. Philly's defense has his their run defense has tightened up over the last week. I wrote an article of things to know about defenses the the week that POA got introduced to the public, and um. One of the things that was there was Philly is so bad against the running back that they've actually been good against everyone else. Uh, when in reality, Philly has been good against the running back for the last three weeks. They held Austin Eckler in check. They completely shut down DeAndre Swift. And Drake and Jacobs both scored touchdowns, so you can't give them points for that. But... That you you can get, you obviously give them point for that, but they held them to be inefficient otherwise. So for the last three weeks, the Eagles have been really good against the running back, and that's what that's where the Broncos are going to try and attack them. And they're missing three starters, so I think that you're going to see a couple turnovers in this game. 
I think you're going to see a bunch of sacks in this game. Um, I really think that the Eagles defense has, an, uh, has a chance to score a few points, a uh, 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 shit ton of points uh, in this game at defense. Now, I will tell you this because I care about y'all. I Last year, I was a fucking wizard at picking out these defenses. This year, I've struggled a little bit. So take that for what it may. With this, with I'm starting the Eagles in a, in a bunch of leagues this year. I mean this week. So if we're riding, we're riding together. Uh, you did call out the Arizona Cardinals defense early on. I picked them up in a lot of places because you haven't have been riding that defense. So thanks, Tim. Well, do you know what it is? I called that, but I didn't do it my actual self. In I only have them in one league out of eleven. So I know I have them in yeah in them in our home league. So I guess and yeah. they have a tremendous matchup against Carolina this week. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take it. <clears throat> but yeah, with the Eagles, um, if you think their defense is going to have a big game, uh, I assume you don't think their offense is going to have a great game. Look, I know there's a lot of excitement around that backfield right now. Melvin Gordon just went 21 for 80 with a rushing touchdown, two receptions, 15 yards. Javante Williams just had a tremendous game, breaking 100 yards for the first ever time. But he had 111 rushing yards and ended with 11.1 fantasy points because he didn't catch any passes. And just like these guys could go both put up over 10 fantasy points, they also could both put up under 10 fantasy points from week to week. It's a very tough situation with these two because they're going to split the work right down the middle as they have been doing each year. So I'm just going to continue. This is a decent matchup against Philly. Um, They're 11th in points over average against the running backs. If I have them, I'm playing them as low-end RB2 flex plays. But like you said, with the offensive line injuries, that certainly scares me a little bit. Um, But if I'm going to trust any of these pass catchers, I think Jerry Judy's the one I'm going to trust. He's yeah. back in against Washington with four for 39, and then against Dallas, eight targets, six for 69 on those eight targets. I don't know why you're saying, ugh. Nice. He was the... <laughs> nice. He was the clear number one option. Nice. Um, nice. He was the clear number one option Um, against... Uh, see, you guys are saying nice, and then it made me forget who they played against last <laughs> week. Against against Dallas, he was the clear number one option in the passing game. They didn't have to pass a lot again. They shockingly absolutely dominated um, the Dallas Cowboys. But now they get a, a matchup against Philly. Philly has been playing better of late. They've been trying to control the clock, which could end up be leading to a closer game where they, uh, where they don't have to pass the ball a ton, which is not great. But I do think this has been a like a, an offense that probably is going to gravitate more towards Jerry Judy because, man, very disappointing to see what's happened with Corlin Sutton over these past two weeks. I didn't want to panic, but then the guy saw two targets last week after seeing two target, after seeing four targets the week prior and back-to-back weeks with two receptions and very disgusting. And Tim Patrick is still getting a bunch of snaps. Like, it's very upsetting to me that Corlin Sutton isn't a locked-and-loaded top 25 wide receiver at the moment but um i think jerry judy's the one man i'm gonna get to that in one second but there's some drama going down in the dolphins game apparently jacoby Brissett got cleared to come back in the game but brian flores is choosing to keep Tua in the game interesting term fuck it you're already in stay in uh secondly with that being said um Currently, the Eagles are the worst matchup for wide receivers, according to points over average. They're giving up 25% less points than average to the wide receivers and only giving up 22.6 points overall to wide receivers. If you 
put that plus the fact that the, that the Broncos are missing three starting offensive linemen, plus the fact that the Eagles, although they've been better against running back, are mostly getting crushed on the ground. I think this is the game where Teddy Bridgewater turns around and hands the ball off 25 to 30 times to his pair of, right now, who's playing like an all-star level caliber running backs. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Javante Williams is leading the league in broken car- broken tackles. So, it's, I don't know if he leads them broken tackle tack, maybe yeah, broken Curry. tackles per attempt. No, broken. Maybe, maybe it was it was a PFF it was a PFF stat. Jay, was that your was that Danny? Yeah, my roommate has Mike Kosicki and he's not happy. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Kosicki has, has should not have eaten that popcorn before the game. Um, but where could the Eagles be beat the most at tight end? The Eagles are the third best matchup at tight end. Sixteen points allowed to the tight end. That's 46.7% over the average of the tight ends that they faced. No offense coming off the IR, back into the lineup. I think no offense is a great, uh, a great one in this game. I think that he's a, I think he'll find the end zone, and I think that the, I think no offense is my favorite play. But, I mean, out of the wide receivers, I'm going to play Jerry Judy, but I said, ugh, just because, like, this is... We just is... saw Keenan Allen have a very nice game against Philly. It, Jerry Judy certainly fits that mold more than anyone else in that offense. If I'm playing anyone, I'm playing Jerry Judy, but, I, I mean... I know Tim Patrick had a big game last week. Cortland Sutton has fallen to like wide receiver three territory, I think, with legitimate downside too after these last two weeks. The thing is with Cortland Sutton, at any point, the guy could just catch four balls for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Let me take you into the mind of Nick Sirianni real quick while he's considering game plans. Ready? Go ahead, Nicholas. All right. I got this real dynamic running back. I'm not going to use him. When he gets hurt, though, I'm going to change everything. And all of a sudden, we're going to become a running team. Practice squad. And we're, we're going to sign Jordan Howard. From the practice squad. From the practice squad. And we're going to completely change everything. Signed, sincerely, Nick Sirianni. It's not what he sounds like at all, but that's 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 just what I, th- I consider him to sound like. Are you being Sirianis? <laughs> Do you um, drive a Lincoln? Look, the Matthew McConaughey commercial where he talks like <laughs> driving uh, Lincoln. Did you ever see the Jim Carrey uh, spoof of that commercial on? Yeah. Yo, go go to the uh, go to YouTube whenever you get a chance, and look at SNL Celebrity Jeopardy 20th anniversary. Yo, absolutely fucking hilarious. Jim Carrey plays Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Anyway, um, where were we? The Eagles, right? So. This has really been a problem for Jalen Hurts because, like you said, the Eagles are controlling the clock more. They're leading in games. They're actually winning games. Uh, and they're not trailing, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Michael almost spit out his water wise that they're leading and they're not trailing. Uh, but, <laughs> look, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, it's been a problem because he doesn't have to run all over the place to come back. Oh God! So, Jason, Jalen Hurts is your boy. I'm going to start with you. What? What? That's my question. It's been four weeks now, week six, seven, eight, and nine, where the Eagles have been the most run-heavy team in the league in neutral situations. That is how the cookie been crumbling. Yeah, they just waited uh, for their all-pro all, all pro running back to, you know, to get injured, to do that. Makes sense. But the fact of Zimata is Jalen Hurts has been – a top 12 quarterback, eight out of nine games. And the one game he wasn't was when there were four rushing touchdowns and none came from his legs. And they scored 40 points. Yeah. So 
essentially what that means is Jalen Hurts a QB one unless his team scores four rushing touchdowns. So I'm gonna take my chances. Fair enough. <laughs> I think his upside is capped from the beginning of the season, but he's still gonna be in the quarterback six to twelve range every week. We saw a big game from Devontae Smith last week. Is was that his coming out party or is it just one of his up and downs? One of his up and downs. I think it's one of his up and downs too, yeah. How's it's, he a, it's a tough matchup here against Denver and it's he's a guy that it's it's the passing offense, right? Like Jalen Hurts, the amount of passing attempts he's throwing is just not going to cut it to produce viable weekly wide receivers. They need big plays like Devontae Smith and his touchdown reception last week. Or he's going to have one of his games, like he's had several times this year, of like three to five points. Because even if he gets five targets, those five targets are like a 30% target share, which is elite target share. But it's not elite when the guy is attempting 20 passes. Like, he doesn't even have 30 total attempted passes combined over the last two weeks. That's just not okay. Uh, In this Denver game, they may be trailing and he may be forced to pass more. He may get a vintage Jalen Hurts performance because of that. Like, it's better when he's trailing because he's forced to throw more and use his legs more and such. But, yeah, it's uh, Devontae Smith is someone who's just going to continue to be up and down, in my opinion, like, People are hyped up about him after last week's game. I understand it. He had a very nice game. He looked very good. But I'm not buying it as, like, I'm still going to treat him as a wide receiver three risky wide receiver three option this week. Michael, I got, so let's let's do some star sits. Devontae Smith or Corlin Sutton in the same game? I go with Devontae Smith. Smith or Cole Beasley? Oof. I think I'm going to take the upside shot on. Smith. Is there a reason why I'm not also being asked or is I'm, I'm asking I'm in the same room as you guys? No, I'm asking both of you. <laughs> You're just choosing not to answer. Smith over Sutton. Um, Smith over. What about Beasley? Beasley. Beasley's safer. Uh, Devontae Smith or Hunter Renfro? Renfro. Renfro. Devontae Smith or DJ Moore? Moore. Moore. AJ Green. Smith. Smith. Christian Kirk. Smith. Smith. Ayuk. Smith. Smith. Yo, Tim. mama. Tim, are you like looking at my Wilmer? My rankings have Devontae Smith, Cole Beasley, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Christian Kirk, and Brandon Ayuk all back to back. I have uh besides a uh, 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 uh Julio Jones snuck in between there, I have the same rankings. I'm just looking at my rankings and asking about them. Um cool. yeah. All right. Uh what who else? Who else in this game? Anyone? Uh Dallas Goddard's been oh, kind Dallas of a Goddard. letdown. Yeah. But again, it's all about the passing volume. And I mean, it's really hard not to trust Dallas Goddard as a top twelve tight end option every week because of how much he plays and you know he's a very good tight end overall. But I mean he ten point five, ten point two, five point eight over these last three weeks is you expect more out of him. Tough matchup against Denver, one of the best in uh, points over average against a tight end position. I don't know, man. Like, Dallas Goddard at this point is more of a low-end tight end one option, I think, until something changes with that passing offense. All right. Let's move on to our next game. But before we do, we want to thank our sponsors over at PartyBelts.com. If you want... This is the time of year where you have to really think about what you're going to get your champion. Because the champion deserves to be crowned. And they need a crown. And... When you go uh, when you go to these sites, you get these big, gaudy trophies, which, you know, they're nice, but unless you're 
you know, 16 years old, where are you going to put a trophy in your in your house? <laughs> or rich. Or if you have, like, a man cave or something. Right. Like, you, like rich. Like, you either have an extra room because you're wealthy or, you know, you're 16. Or... You, you because Johnny won a championship. He has a big ass trophy. He puts it in his closet. Of yeah, course he does. His girlfriend does not like it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course she doesn't. It's 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 gaudy. It's big. Or you can get one of these big ass wrestling belts that are made out of fucking platinum and cost you three hundred dollars. None of that shit works. Or you can get a fully customizable, one size fits all, dope looking belt at PartyBelts.com, and it's. It, it, it's the best deal you have out here. And On top of that, to- with the code, you get 20% off. What? 20% off. They're dope belts, too. Dope belts. All the Patron League champions will be receiving uh, party belts. Customized Brodo, party belts. Custom Brodo party belts, baby. Jason, what's our, our promo code? Brodo. Adoy. <laughs> All right. And so, it's 15% off, Tim. Oh, 15% off. Tim yeah. got a little too excited. No, no. I thought so, but I asked Jason. He said 20. <laughs> I got I got phased. And they're only phased. like... I'm, I'm excited for party belts to be there. They're back. only like 35, 40 bucks to begin with. So Right. So you're basically saving your shipping. So you get free shipping with the code. Do it. Boom, boom. Do it. Do it. There um, already is free shipping, Tim. Oh, man, it's getting even better out here. Honestly, you're paying $27 for like a... For adult belts, you go check them out too. Like you can, you can completely customize it. There's things. also last place belts with unicorns and shit emojis on them. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I would, I would love nothing more than to give the last place champion in our league a, a belt with a bunch of shits on them. We should. Let's just do it. That's not a bad. And idea. let them know, like, hey, this is because I'm gonna shit on you for. And they gotta the, wear it about the next six. And next year's draft. Hmm. Mm, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to our next game. The Seahawks at the pack- Packers. Packers Brown. Russ is back. All right. Not only is Russ back, Chris Carson is back. All right, says Pete Carroll. Uh, could be. Could be back. Russ is definitely he's back. He's off the IR. He's off the, but hey, Pete Carroll said he's going to play if he practices well. But then again, it's Pete Carroll, so you never know. Either way, looking good for Chris Carson to be back either this week or next week. But let's talk about this week. Russell Wilson's back. The Packers are a defense that is vulnerable. So the question is, do you finally trust Tyler Lockett? Obviously, DK Metcalf takes a big step up. How do you feel about Tyler Lockett this week, Jason? Tyler Lockett. Listen, man, that's an unfair question to anyone. Because the answer is, how do you feel about Tyler Lockett this week? is he's either going to score 50 or he's going to score two. That's how I feel about Tyler Lockett this week, because that's who the fuck he is. And I'm going to listen. It's not scientific, but I'm going to say that it's not going to be one of those good games for him. Why? Because he had a good game last week. That's just how the man works. It's been three seasons now. So don't tell me any numbers to back it up. It's just not going to be a Tyler Lockett week. I don't know. I think you don't think Russell Wilson's going to come out slinging, ready to go. I do. I think it's. A, I think it I actually is, don't. I think it is a Tyler Lockett week for the first. I don't. Know. Apparently, he's like ready to go. Like he's healthy. The doctor said he's all good. I don't know. I think apparently it's, he was putting in twenty hour days. Twenty hour, what four hours of sleep and then work for twenty straight hours. That's the claim. Eat? 
did he eat his tears for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? <laughs> I mean, look, if he's, Russell Wilson's he's Mr. playing, he's Mister No Limits. True. What is it? Called? That that was hilarious though. The picture he put up in the hospital chair because he got fucking finger surgery. Like the guy's a fucking weirdo. Party. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Remember it's, the the video with Sierra? What did he say? So I don't know. We got paid or something. I don't know like, if he's go Seattle. What he said? There was also uh <laughs> there was also a, a a video of Sierra twerking and his head next to it, like pointing at it, like yeah, which is strange for <laughs> he's like clean cut. I don't know. Anywho. As long as Russell Wilson is starting, I'm ranking DK Metcalf as a top 10 wide receiver. I'm ranking Tyler Lockett Fuck in my yeah. top 20 DK receivers. was a beast with Geno Smith. Right? Yeah, he's a monster. But, dude, like, I don't know. I think it's – how do you rank Tyler Lockett? Like, he is one of the only guys in the league that has legitimate wide receiver one overall potential every single week that Russell Wilson is healthy. So it's really hard not to play him. Yeah, it is. Super hard. I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh what about this backfield? What a what a mess with yeah. with Carson out. I mean if Carson's out again, it's gonna be Alex Collins leading it. You gotta hope for a touchdown. I mean that's about it. He's gonna be a flex play because like it's he's just Oh man, it's just it's Alex Collins. It's not like he's gonna go out there, score three touchdowns, rush for a hundred yards. You gotta hope he rushes for sixty to eighty yards and finds the end zone. And he's going to get work if he's healthy because, you know, they just d- d- won't stop handing the damn ball off to him because why why pass to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett when you could hand the ball off to Alex Collins, right? <laughs> Logic. Logic's ghost. Um, yeah, I'm staying away from that backfield. Even though the Packers are a vulnerable matchup, let's go over to the other side. Aaron Rodgers might play. Um, you know, I keep... I, we try and stay a- apolitical on this show, although I have my opinions. Um, but he said he was Im- immunized. Didn't seem to work very well. I will say that. Um, but with that being said, bro, just politics aside, fuck the NFL. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Are you kidding me with a $14,000 fine? Yeah. It's like, are you serious? The the meme going around right now is is they find Ceedee Lamb twenty thousand dollars for an untucked shirt, and they only find Aaron Rodgers for fourteen thousand. Yeah. This it's, guy was just openly defying their rules for ten weeks. I wonder if I wonder if he's he's getting lot. Uh, um, I don't know the word I'm looking reprimanded? for. Reprimanded? No, no, no. Um, when they take away a game check, fine. Docked. Docked. I wonder if he's getting docked a game check for the game he missed. Because that would be no. fair. That's like, 20, know. that's like $20 million. <laughs> not for real. Like $2 million, though. It's not going to happen. We'd know if that would happen. Cast did some math, and it's like... They 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 gave uh, they gave Aaron Rodgers like a amount of money that he makes in like three hours or something like math that. Math is a wonderful Bro, if I'm an NFL thing. player who's been wearing a mask... Like in practice and shit, and it's hard for me to breathe or some shit. It's not hard. Like, there's no way I'm wearing that anymore. It's not hard. I'm just saying, whatever. I'm just saying. Like, there's no way I'm wearing a mask anymore if I'm an NFL player. That's the that's the that's the precedent they just set. What the fuck is fourteen thousand dollars? 
I mean, I would. That would it's a thousand dollars, fourteen times. That would be a super hefty fine for me. <laughs> like I'd be like, yeah, oh, for these fuck, guys. bro. I need yeah, a loan. I would not like that a fourteen thousand dollar fine. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks for me. Um, but let's talk about it because look, it's gonna be a big. Jordan Love sucked last week, so it's gonna be a big difference between Aaron Rodgers and and Jordan Love. Obviously, with that being said. Let's assume Aaron Rodgers is back because he has been immunized. And he, hey, Rodgers, you know, he discount went, double check. He said that he consulted Joe Rogan. And one of my big problems with, with Joe Rogan and how he's Bro, been this dumbass this, injected himself with horse tranquilizer. No, 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 no. The horse tranquilizer thing's a lie. Horse deworm. Don't, don't listen to that, first of all. That's a, that's a legitimate medicine that doctors use. That's just some, that's propaganda. Second, though. No, you're bugging out, Tim. I've, There's people, literally a horse dewormer that people have been. It's the same. Famous. Yes, it's the same. It's, but it's just because they can use it on horses and humans doesn't make it a horse dewormer. But they don't use it on humans. They do. They don't. Ivermectin has been used on humans now. Look, you got to follow the... I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the science. Either way, right? Joe Rogan says, like, how to beat this for rich white guys. Like, that's what that's what his perspective is. He's a rich white guy. He has a private sauna. He gets he gets IVs with, with, with fucking vitamins hooked up to his fucking arm. He has, you know... He lives in a big house where he could just do whatever he wants. So oh, it is I mean, used for humans to fight parasites. Yes, I told you that. Like it's, you know, there's propaganda on both ends of the aisle, and you know that's unfortunately that's the world we live in. And you know, if he's healed, then you know, play him, play him, no harm, no foul. And if he and if he does play, I know MVS is back, so it worries me. But I think Alan Lazard's a good play in this game. I think obviously Devontae Adams is a good play in this game. I think uh, Aaron Jones is a good play in this game. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Lazard and MVS is absurd. I yeah, I, just I don't want to touch Adams and Jones. Seattle is the fourth worst matchup in defensive points over average. Uh, in wide receivers, fourth best matchup for running backs. I think this is Aaron. This is Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams games written all over it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the guys who you start every single time. <laughs> Yep. Uh, let's go over to the Chiefs at the Raiders. See you. Raiders. Wait, is this, is this Sunday Night Football on MSG? On MSG. The Chiefs and the on TV. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. What happened? You just cut off the song right That's there. That's the best one ever. I thought the best off. I was laughing at the last one. usually finish the song at least. Mahomes and Carr and Hardman, too. Hardman. <laughs> Just kidding. He sucks. <laughs> Throw to Waller, dude. <laughs> Not on the same team. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Something I football on MSG. You know, this is the part where Chiefs and the Owls are the best on the team. Why does Patrick Mahomes suck now, guys? Yeah, I don't know. They're playing their like the yards per attempt is very, very concerning. Talk to me about it. It's just very, very concerning at this. Apparently point. teams have decided they are not gonna let him throw deep and he does not know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, there's OD wide open like me and Tim were watching a Chiefs game last week or two weeks ago. The Sunday night game, I believe, or no, I don't know. Whatever game it was. And like Travis Kelsey was wide open and like he didn't throw it to him. He decided to throw it farther and it was like, What is this guy doing? But like Against Green Bay, 166 passing yards, guys. Yeah, it's not pretty. Not pretty at all. And this was like, 
a game against the Jordan Love lot of Packers that you know you're supposed to win fairly easily. They like basically just scraped by and won. 166 passing yards on 37 attempts is 4.5 yards per attempt. Like like I said, Patrick Mahomes now has three straight games with a yards per attempt under six. Something he's done like twice ever. I think it was twice ever in his career before this three-game stretch. So it's like it's a completely different Patrick Mahomes we've seen in like historically over these past three weeks. And it has not been it has been very, very ugly. 8.74, 15, and 10.44 fantasy points. Look, the Raiders, every single time the Raiders play the Chiefs, they play them super tight, and it is a tremendous game. I don't think that's gonna be any different Sunday night. I'm just I'm I'm giving Mahomes another shot because it's Patrick Mahomes if I roster him. I'm starting Tyree Kill as always. I'm starting Travis Kelsey. I'm starting Daryl Williams if CEH is out. If CEH returns, I like him less than I would like Daryl Williams. CEH is back at practice looking good according to coaches. Yeah, but maybe they don't wanna they don't wanna rush him back or something and like when's the uh when's the bye week for the Chiefs? The bye week is week twelve, so I don't know if they'd sit CEH out through that, but yeah, I I just I don't want to I don't want CEH um, to come back and people just start ranking him as like a top 15 running back again. He was hardly even that before his injury, so I won't temper expectations. Um, and I do think Daryl Williams will get some work even with CEH back if he's playing again. So I am interested to see how that split works out. But Daryl Williams is a like a RB 15 to 20-ish type of guy if CEH sits. Okay, it's interesting why, that you like him more than CEH. Why do you like him more than CEH if CEH plays? Because then he's going to get the majority of the work. It's how it's been the entire year with Daryl Williams. Outside of one Derek Gore possession where he scored a touchdown and looked good and everyone freaked out, it's Daryl Williams' backfield. And when CEH was healthy, that was becoming more and more of a split with Daryl Williams, which is why we added proactively Daryl Williams to our rosters here at Brodo and told our patrons to as well which ended up working out once CEH got hurt, of course. But he was becoming flex-viable even without CEH for a bit. So that begs the question, is he flex-viable viable if CEH comes back? Not with the way that offense has looked over these past three weeks. I wouldn't want to trust that. No. Jason, what do you think? <sighs> no, I don't think so. All right, so the Chiefs, you know, they're a funnel offense. The funnel was a lot more fun last year, but it's still a funnel offense. Let's go over to the Raiders. A lot more unpredictable. The Raiders have been hit with a bunch of bullshit this year. Uh, first, John Gruden says some racist, homophobic shit, and then Henry Ruggs, you Sexist, know, racist. Any name it, and he did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Henry Ruggs. You know what happened to Henry Ruggs? Um, wow, what a throwaway to him. Is that to Preston? Oh, it's to Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Preston, can I wipe the leaves on your ficus tree, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. D's, baby. Um, damn, where was it? Yeah, the model's good. So the question is, he is good. The question is, you know, the Riders, where do they stand right now in terms of their offense? They they signed Deshaun Jackson, who Deshaun Jackson signed there because he's like, I saw what John Brown did last year. I want to do exactly what John Brown did last year. That's something that to I mean to keep an eye on. Brian Edwards has never done anything besides in the fourth quarter and overtime. That was me getting my uh, gun locked and loaded 
for the locked and loaded PPR wide receiver three, Hunter Refro. <laughs> he might be a PPR wide receiver two now. <laughs> yeah, Tim's, Tim's joining the dark side of the Hunter Renfro Listen, love. Did you guys know that Derek Carr is second in the league in passing yards per game? He's been balling. He has been balling. He's just quarterback 14 because he's not throwing touchdowns. I think this is the week that changes. Whoever it's to. I mean, he's I playing the Chiefs. Waller division game. The Chiefs have always struggled against the Raiders. He threw for six touchdowns last year against the Chiefs, Derek Carr. It is one I'm of those. Firing. I think Derek Carr is a good start. Darren so Waller. That means Hunter Renfro is a good start. Darren Waller is a good start. Darren Waller also played a ton out of the slot against the Giants. and went seven I kind of like Kenny on Drake, too. On 11 targets. So give me all that Darren Waller this week. Can I ask you guys a question? Why do you guys call him Kenya? His name is Kenyon, isn't it? It's K-E-N-Y-A-N. None of your business. Kenyon. It's Kenyan. It's not Kenyan. Kenyan. Have you heard of... Kenjam. Have you heard of his brother, D? D's nuts. Got him. D Drake? Got him. Got him. Look. No, let Jason talk about Kenny Drake, though. I think before Jason... Drake love. Before Jason talks about Kenyan Drake, I will say, the Raiders are one of those teams that... They're out when they play in division, particularly against the Chiefs, they're much more they're much more dangerous because they are built to beat the Chiefs. Like the Raiders are built to beat the Chiefs, period. So they always give the Chiefs problems. So with that being said, Jason, go ahead. No, I mean, yo, Kenyon Drake has thirty three touches, three touchdowns, almost two hundred fifty yards over the last three games. He's been the running back 11 over that span. He has a legit role in this offense. Um, and it's argu- he's arguably better than Josh Jacobs, who scores a touchdown and does nothing. So everyone continues to sleep on Kenyon Drake, but in a game against the Chiefs where everyone's like, who's he going to throw to? Who's Derek Carr going to throw to? It's going to be Renfro. It's going to be Waller. It's probably going to be Kenyon Drake, too. Let me ask you guys. Listen, I don't on, hate Drake as a on. flex play. Real quick, listen. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon. Kenyon. You say Kenyon Drake. You say Kenyon. Let's slow it down. Kenyon Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. I I like go back and forth between Kenyon and Kenyon, depending what mood I'm in. But Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. (laughs) Look, if. Uh, I thought you were doing it. I thought I heard the click. I know you're going to do it at some point. Whatever. I'm going to keep talking anyways. (laughs) Guys, if Daryl Williams, if CEH does play, who would you start between J.D. McKissick and Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. (laughs) Uh Um, oof. JD. Jay. That's I don't want to help you. You're such a, a prick in the make in our home league. I'm leaning JD McKissick at the moment. You know the rule. Honest. We have to help each other if we ask on the podcast. Slight. Slight. Edge to Drake. Interesting. Kenyon Drake. But yeah, Kenyon Drake's my boy. He was Kenyan one of my Drake. favorite picks. Favorite value picks this year. <clears throat> it looked like it was crashing downhill for a bit but it's really picked up over the last three weeks six receptions and 70 yards last week he now has um back-to-back weeks over three weeks in a row over 70 scrimmage yards um has found the end zone two of the three weeks so yeah Kenyon drake is an interesting Kenyon drake play. oh my goodness gracious tim if you haven't noticed i'm gonna i'm gonna do that every time you say his name <laughs> interesting <laughs> what about josh jacobs josh jacobs that josh jacobs has been a uh from 
the most inconsistent running back in the league to the most consistent running well, back in the he's league. He's consistently this year. scoring touchdowns. He's he's still the same old story. He's touchdown dependent. Still the same old story. Still, but like he's still super inefficient. I mean, he didn't score a touchdown same last old, week, and he put up old. eleven and a half fantasy points. Like oh, eleven and a half. You just you just shit on me for for. TJ Hawkinson putting up 11 and a half in the tight end spot, and now you're like, oh, this running back with 11 is fine. Fuck out of here with Tim, that shit. One, you said TJ Hawkinson was the tight end one. It doesn't matter if he just scored 11 and a half, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. He scored 13 and a half, and yes, it, it does matter. And I said, you're super hyped about TJ Hawkinson as if he's nice when 13 and a half gets you this excited. Tight end one. <laughs> See, that's just stupid. Jay, tell him no, stupid he gives is. me the edge. <laughs> Anywho, Josh Jacobs. Like, he's a RB2, period. I think it's fairly obvious at this point. You play him, and he's going to get you, like, 10 to 15 points. I don't really see him breaking out at any point. Like, that's just who he is at this point. Bro, Tua clearly can't throw, and he's still playing. He's still balling right now. Just putting that out there. Balling. Um, what about any of these? Do you take a shot on Brian Edwards? No. After I, I actually kind of fell for Brian Edwards last week, and then this fucking guy puts up a donut. That's what I get for falling for a guy that we've said time over time is trash. Sometimes you just got to believe in the trash. Over and over again. Let's put a bow on this one, guys. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Rams at the 49ers. The big news today, you know, doing what doing what we should be doing as a as an outlet to to get the most uh to get the most views and and support. We uh we save we save the headline for last, you know, like everyone's supposed to be doing in journalism. Boom boom. Um OBJ to the Rams. This has nothing to do with this week. He's probably not going to play this week. But with that being said, what's your guys' uh, rapid reactions? I feel like he'll be active this week. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, me too. I hate it. I, I Boring. This, I don't care what anyone says. This was an offense that did not need to be changed. Fantasy-wise. Like, as a Cooper Cup manager in Real several places. Real life, too, man. Real life, too. Yeah, I guess. But The Rams are clicking. Now they're bringing in a fucking asshole and they just cut Deshaun Jackson yeah so it's like I don't know if this if this hurts Cooper Cup I'm gonna be pissed off really pissed off <laughs> super pissed off don't get me pissed off oh is that Smythe no that was for Gesicki oh yeah I really hope it doesn't have a big impact if it I feel like he's gonna take a lot of Van Jefferson snaps that would make the most sense yeah it would Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both play over 90% of the snaps every week. They're think, on the field almost every snap. I think Robert Woods also needs to watch his back. Yeah, so we'll see. But all Disrespect these, to Robert bro, Woods. So many people are saying once OBJ gets his full allotment of snaps, he's a new number two, not Robert Woods. I say to that, you guys are absolutely living in the past. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. This isn't five fucking years ago. I Robert mean, Woods I, is the ice cream sandwich. I didn't, I didn't What's wrong go, with you? I didn't go that hard. I mean, Robert Woods is the ice cream sandwich, but... The OBJ is, is a, a giant. But Robert Woods is the wide receiver 12 on the season. But here's the After thing. that start that made people think maybe he, you should cut him or some shit. Here's the thing about OBJ. He's a giant ice cream cone dipped in that cherry stuff. The cherry dip. Yeah. But when you eat inside of it and you expect to get chocolate and vanilla, what you get is strawberry. Strawberry salsa ice cream. Strawberry ice cream is the best. No, that's disgusting. How dare you? Strawberry pistachio mix is the best mix. That you are you suck at eating so white. You're definitely not going to play cornerback in the NFL. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, damn it. Let's talk about this game though. Listen, talk about burying the lead. Yeah. Big news this week that we ignored. What? 
Paul Rudd was named the sexiest man alive. Oh my god. For real? Yeah, right? Sexiest like, come on. man alive, Paul I'm, Rudd. I'm cool with that with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's Nah, Paul man. Rudd has like, you know, the like yeah, the just like the good looking guy vibe. Yeah. But so sexiest man alive. Yeah, je ne sais quoi. Fucking Ant Man, bro. He's got je ne sais quoi. <laughs> he does have the je ne sais quoi. He does je ne sais quoi. I got Don't caught in the again, I please. got caught in the internet trap today of what are the what are the um what what did the old sexiest man alive look like today? George Clooney's just as sexy as he was back then. <laughs> so is Brad. They've Pitt. been but I feel like they've been going downhill like who was it? John Legend? I John think? Legend's what? sexy, bro. Bro, come on. John Legend is fucking sexy, bro. You're bugging. Get out of here. That man will serenade you into the sack right now into your he literally, into your pristine clean but bed. But he literally has a face. Like, you put him on a baby's body, you're like, oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a three-year-old. I'm that's not surprised. Cute. That's cute, though. He's cute. He's but cute. sexiest man alive for a three-year-old looking dude is a little weird. I will say this. His, his Christy... Wasn't it last year? It was Christy like Michael Higgins. B. Jordan, which is like, come on. Uh, yo, my, yo, come on what? Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan is fucking sexy, too. Come on, you haters. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to... Yo, Michael B. Jordan is super sexy. Michael B. Jordan over John Legend and Paul Rudd. Over Paul Rudd? Honest. Yeah. Really? Honestly, Michael... I gotta look this guy up again. Michael Honestly, B. Michael Jordan, B. Jordan oh, oh! Holy shit. <laughs> we the are... Lineman almost... We're reacting right now to a lineman almost taking it in for a touchdown off a screen pass to a lineman. <laughs> oh! <laughs> in the Dolphins game. I'm a little delayed. Yeah. Here it comes. Here's a slow motion replay. Ball number six, big number 68. Bro, he extends. He gets in. He gets in. He's in. That is dope. Let's hey, he's go. He's in. Yo, he is. What a play by the lineman. His head is literally. Oh, Ooh, my we God. That. <laughs> that seems painful for, for a big man to land like Anywho, that. Guys, let's, get, let's end this game. I just want to say this. Hold you on. Michael B. Jordan sexy, though. Michael B. Jordan's mad sexy. For sure. I'm Googling that guy right now. Yo, Let's Google see. him. This is one of the games. Google him in his, in his last in his last Rocky movie. I might I might change my sexual orientation for that guy. <laughs> if 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 there was like if, if everyone's like, yo, you could you have to get with a guy. Aye, aye, Tim. Michael B. Jordan would probably be the guy. What about like he's in Wakanda Forever? He's the bad dude. He's in Wakanda Killmonger Forever. or whatever. Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Wakanda I forgot Forever. the name of the. I forgot the name of Black Panther. That should be the sequel name though. Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever. No love for Jason Momoa though. <laughs> Jason Momoa is also a sexy beat. My wife loves Jason Momoa. She, every time he comes on the screen in Game of Thrones, she like, she she like pants. I'm like, yo, I'm right next to you. <laughs> Guys, the Los Angeles Rams get the 49ers, which have low-key been a glorious, glorious defensive matchup this year as the 49ers defense has continued to really, really slack. Um, first in points over average for the quarterbacks, hooey, Matt Stafford. Ninth to running backs, hooey, Daryl Henderson. Tenth to wide receivers, hooey, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Eighteenth to tight ends, whatever, Tyler Higby's whatever. Fire up Woods, fire up Cup, fire up Henderson, fire up Stafford. Like, yeah, I'm sure. all about that this game in the Monday night. Long week, uh, extra time to prepare. This team has shined, too, in, Last the, in week, the spotlight. Like They've Van, been a very L.A. team. Van Jefferson became everyone's new favorite, yeah, start him guy. He went 3-for-41 last week. Like, Van Jefferson's a, a decent player, whatever. Like, let's stop acting like Van Jefferson out of nowhere is, like, this beast or something or, like, a huge part of the offense. So, yeah, no. Um if you want to start Van Jefferson in your flex, I guess, but I'd rather I'd look elsewhere. Like he is not the he's like the fourth or fifth option in that 
offense. What happened to the big man? I think big man was he was probably ineligible. No, nah, I mean there was some sort of flag, but all day, all day. Um, what goes through an NFL coach's mind when there's like, oh, third and goal, let's throw a fade to Mac Hollins. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> uh, fades are one of the most uh, eye-poppingly like. When the four, speaking of the 49ers, when the 49ers decided they were going to lose the Super Bowl by throwing a fade to Michael Crabtree with five seconds left, it was one of the dumbest coaching decisions ever. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the 49ers now, though. Uh, who knows what's going on with this offense? This offense is kind of different every game. You saw them, you saw them have to pass last week, and and they're successful. So, Jason, I'll start with you. Brandon Ayuk is everyone's like, oh, that was his breakout game. He's coming back now. And he has seen the field more and more the past few games. But Debo Samuel was not on the injury report uh, so far this uh, this week. You assume that Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Debo Samuel. So the question is, is Brandon Ayuk a playable asset in this game? Not ideally. I mean, I'm, I'm not sold yet, man. I would like. I understand. Who would you rather play this week, what? Brandon Ayuk or Tyler Johnson? If everyone on the Bucks is out, Tyler Johnson uh, easily. Okay. All right. Go keep going. Because I mean, first of all, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey is going to follow Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Debo Samuel. That's very true. Uh, George Kittle is back, so I don't know if we could expect Brandon Ayuk to have eight targets like he did last week. And like he has he has two touchdowns all year. It's not like he's a red zone threat for this team. I just don't really get it at the moment. There's upside, but this is a team that doesn't score much. And when you have Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Elijah Mitchell, who's continuing to get fed the rock, you're looking at the fourth option on a team with Jimmy G at quarterback. Uh Right now, the Rams are the fourth best matchup against tight ends, allowing 40% over the average to tight ends, 11.5 points. George Kittle, baby. And you have to love how he looked last week. And George Kittle has historically absolutely dominated the Los Angeles Rams. I'm all about George Kittle this week. Yeah, I'm I'm about it, too. George, George, George of the Kittle. Look out for that tree. Obviously starting Debo Samuel. Um, Elijah Mitchell is a decent RB two again. Like he actually caught passes last week, um, because the 49ers were playing from behind, which proves that look, this guy could catch some passes too if they really need him to. Um, the Rams are a beat me with the run, not through the air type of defense typically as well. So I mean, Elijah Mitchell is, and he's clearly has a stranglehold on that backfield at the moment. Jeff Wilson didn't even see a single snap. Even when uh, Jermichael Hasty Jermichael Hasty left with an injury for a little bit, and Elijah Mitchell was taking over the pass catching snaps, not Jeff Wilson. So, yeah, it's Elijah Mitchell's backfield there, which is certainly nice. Anyone else you guys want? I have talk to about? make a decision in a PPR league, which I'm struggling with hard between uh, Hunter Renfro and Elijah Mitchell. Oof. I have Hunter Renfro in at the moment, but I also have Darren Waller, so it's like two Raiders. I also have Tyler Lockett, but I don't want to say Tyler Lockett. I also have Colt Beasley, but he's on my bench. My team is stacked. It's a 14-team league. The FSGA league, actually, against experts. My team is 7-2 and two in first place, and it is absolutely monster team. I still lean stacked. Elijah, man. Yeah. 
I got decisions to make. Locked and loaded PPR wide receiver three. Locked and loaded PPR wide receiver three. Hunter Renfro, baby. Jason, locked and loaded uh, BFF host two. What's your Twitter at? Uh, my Twitter at is at I'm not giving up on Tyler Higby just yet. Oh, okay. Talk about Tyler Higby and then give me your at. I mean, he's still fifth in true target value. He had 10 well, targets give last up week. on him. And I'm just saying it's whatever. You know, he's, he's Tyler Higby. He should have caught a touchdown last week. Fuck that noise. They said his the fucking back of his heel just barely touched the white line. Fuck out of here. Tyler Higby scoring this week. Book it. That was a strange call. That was. I didn't think they were going to overturn it. Me too. With me their neither. everything needs to be super obvious or we're not going to overturn it, they overturned that. I was like, all right, I guess. Apparently, they called that big man play an incomplete pass, too. Who the fuck knows what the NFL is doing? Incomplete pass? Yeah. No way. <laughs> it was not. Definitely not an incomplete what pass. What are you talking You're about? You're talking about mistaken. this game right now, Jay? Yes. Yeah. No, it was not no, incomplete. Definitely not. He he caught it and ran ten yards. There was a flag. That was third down. If it was incomplete, they wouldn't have thrown a fade to Matt Collins. Michael has a great point. Jason, do you have anything ass. to say about that? Little stupid ass. Little little, <laughs> little, little, little stupid ass. Oh no. Jason, where can they find you? You can find me at Brother FF Jason. What the fuck was that? At Brother FF Fryer. Can I at Broto FF Mike? You can find me at Broto FF Tim. You can find me at Cass at Broto FF Casanova. Branding. Uh, also at Broto Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. BrotoFantasy.com. Fantasy Football by Broto App. A little update on uh, I'm trying to be the sexiest man alive soon with no excuse November. For those of you who are, who are not following me, please follow my, uh, my Instagram if you want to follow along with me on no excuse November. Down five pounds so far. Very excited about that. I've been fasting. I've been doing. I'm doing my thing. So, uh, yeah, follow me on that. And with that being said, yeah, Tim didn't even eat delicious maple cashews that I have here. I want to, but they're I'm not now going to. they're now finished. They so. are delicious. Yeah, Jeez. but you also if someone have... told me Hollywood Brown would have had 11 targets today. I would have been like, oh yeah, and he's five for 30. You also have Cortland peanut butter here. I mean, uh, it, uh, it Cornell peanut Cornell butter. peanut butter. I do. Yes, I've been eating that a lot. Cornell peanut butter is the most delicious thing I've ever Honey had. Honey roasted peanut butter. That shit butter, is by golly. fucking crack. Crack. Absolute crack. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go and uh, s- s- like take a <laughs> That few- shit is, I'm gonna that shit is yayo, right, Michael? <laughs> 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 I'm not, no, yayo. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later.